1: Terms and conditions apply.
2: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the that's Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for joining us. Stay as long as you like. Stat of the Day brought to you by the great folks at Panini America, the official trading cards of this program. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. You can dial us up. Operator Tyler standing by, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at damnpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Good morning to those watching on Peacock. Download the app if you haven't done so. And our radio affiliates, including Fox Sports Radio, iHeart Radio. Tonight, Lakers at the Nuggets. It's game one. The line started out, Lakers getting five and a half. It's up to six and a half, according to DraftKings. And I don't know if it'll go higher than that, but there's been a little bit of a bump there for uh, the Nuggets going into Game 1. We'll dissect that matchup coming up. You have the NBA Draft Lottery tonight. The Pistons, Rockets, Spurs have the best chance. Uh, Then you have the Charlotte Hornets, the Blazers, Magic, Pacers, the Wizards, your Utah Jazz also in there, the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, You have the Chicago Bulls with a 1.8% chance. Uh, Oklahoma City's in there. Toronto's in there. New Orleans is in there at a half percent. And we'll look at the best destination for Victor Wambayama coming up in a little bit. Where is it best for him? Where is it best for the NBA? But we'll have that for you coming up as well. Spent a lot of time last night watching my uh, Kraken lose to the
3: Stars. on your birthday. I
2: know. I know. had my Kraken sweatshirt on. I was all set to go. I'm watching, and I'm waiting for some offense, and there's no offense to be had until the last minute. And uh, it's always fun to watch playoff hockey, game seven hockey, and now the Stars advance to face Vegas. All right, seat and poll question today. What are we going to go with? By the way, this program brought to you by the great folks at Meguiar's, the Hybrid Ceramic Tire Shine. You will love what it does to your tires, it will keep that long lasting high gloss. Give Meguiar's Hybrid Ceramic Tire Shine a try. Meguiar's,
4: reflect your passion. I've got an option, and Toddler's also thrown in a couple too. Oh, Here if you'd like, would you righty. like me to throw mine out? Or would you like to go right to the T.O. dub? I would like you to throw yours in. Don't throw it out Yeah. Okay. Okay, you can do that for Alrighty. me. All righty. All right, so I have who
3: will Ooh. be him
4: in the Nuggets-Lakers series? Oh. Who will be Ooh. him?
3: Very hip. Yes, very hip. Because We're really
4: hipping in this show up. Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves. Was him earlier this year. Right. Unfortunately, we only have a spot for a couple of names, and he's not one of them. He would fall in the other category. Okay. So Anthony Davis, LeBron James, uh, the Joker, Joker. Jamal Murray. And then, well, Jamal, unfortunately, I think is going to fall into other as well. Oh. Is that rude? Yeah. Because I feel like the three marquee names are Jokic, James, Davis. Yeah. We only have room for four options okay. on a Twitter poll, and then we're going to just put other in there. Other, yeah, okay. yeah. So your Jamal uh, Murray vote your, go, would go in other under the other umbrella. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who will be him? Who will be him? Who will be him tonight? Then? Tonight, just tonight yes. in Game One. Because you know what, the next one uh, uh, when's uh, he uh, Heat Celtics? We'll do a who will be him for that series. Oh, too. okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We don't have to do that today. We don't have. We're going to save that one. All
2: right. It's the over-under game. You guys have been very good at this. This, according to DraftKings, over-under points for Anthony Davis tonight. Todd, I'll start with you. 23 and a half. Seton. 27 and a half. Marvin. 25 and a half. Paulie. 26 and a half. Mm, that's not a good start. 24 and a half. 18 and a half. 22 and a half. <laughs> Over, yeah. under, LeBron James. Marvin? 29 and a half. Seton? 27 and a half. Paulie? 25. Todd? 28 and a half. 25 and
4: a half. Okay, bloop. Yeah. Paulie? No.
2: It's a 25 and a half. Closest without going over, he would get that. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, Over, under, for the Joker tonight. Paulie? Uh,
3: 28 and a half.
2: Marvin? 30 and a half. Seaton?
4: 27 and a half.
1: Boop, boop, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> yeah!
2: I Let's knew i hit with
4: that.
5: Happy
2: birthday. Okay. How about that? No, no, no. It's not a birthday week. It was Aww. yesterday. That was it. We're still eating cake. I, I had know, some cake this morning for breakfast. I, so. I, I, I walked back into the kitchen and I go, what do you got? I thought it was the breakfast burrito leftover from yesterday. Seaton goes, I'm having carrot cake. Yeah, Of course you are. (laughs) It's good for you. It's 8 in the morning. You know, it's healthy. It's got carrots in it. Carrots, yeah. Over under, Jamal Murray tonight. Didn't make the list. He's under the other. Seton, over under, Jamal Murray. Uh, 21 and a half. Marvin. 23 and a half. Paulie. 19 and a half. 22 and a
5: half.
2: 24 and a half. They like him. 24 and a half for other. Jamal Murray. What other poll
4: questions do we have? Well, Toddler, why don't you throw one of yours out? Oh,
5: boy. I find the NBA draft lottery compelling, utterly unentertaining.
2: This is always you projecting, dude.
5: My problem is... Your poll questions are... (laughs) Let me tell you something. The last few years anyway, and Jamie Gertz excluded, no one remotely exciting is really on the dais there. And if they're not into it and they can't get celebrities or top players or anyone to be part of this, why should I be that excited?
2: That's the only reason that's, that's why? That's one of the main
5: reasons. I, I, just the, 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 you know, I'm curious to see who gets the ping pong ball. Hopefully someone that's got a 2% chance gets it. But... No one's even contributing on their own teams. It's like, let's get the associate marketing vice president of player development to sit there.
2: Okay, what if they had just, like, uh, the top Hooters girl in every one of these cities? I would probably just watch that <laughs> and then not watch the game afterwards. <laughs> yes, Paul.
3: I, I think I'm back in the toddler on this one because we asked the NBA for the list of who's representing each team at the draft lottery, and it is a lot of, like, executive vice, vice president Jim Lipper, and so, but then there's Ben Wallace with the Pistons. At least that's got some juice to it. But yeah, there's a celebrity fan. Have him go there, like, isn't Kevin Hart a six? You know, a fan of a team, or yeah? A, but
4: the Sixers aren't in the lottery.
2: All right,
3: you
4: know, he, he's available. Yeah, Seaton. I get maybe I'm just like overreacting to this, but I find the fact that Ime Odoka's is going to be there fascinating. Yes. Yeah, he's the first time he's going to be seen in public is is at the draft lottery. why isn't this a? Why are? Well, I'm going to guess there's
2: probably going to be some topics <laughs> off limits there when they go and talk to him.
4: Yeah, maybe, but it's like yeah. what? This is the first time he's been seen since forever ago, yeah. I was just, like, dude, got some questions, man. Okay, maybe th- this is probably the worst year for him to do it since there's nobody interesting. Mallory Eden's not out there. You know what I mean? There's no, no Jamie Gertz. There's mm. no... But it's Ime mm. Udoka. Yeah. So, I, uh, what have you been up to?
3: I, yeah. Coach, you're on your third team in a calendar year. Can we talk about it? Yeah.
2: Well, I didn't officially go to the Nets. They wouldn't let me.
4: Kind
5: of. Not yeah. really. I'm just here to honor ping pong balls today. I don't know what you guys Thank want you, Todd.
2: Uh, what else do we have there? I, I find the lottery interesting. Because it's first of all, you've got a sure thing in Victor Wambayama. Like he he's gonna be a generational talent. Or at least we think he's going to be. How many times have we had this though? When you think of generational talents, obviously LeBron generational talent. Uh, and, and this is when you're going in, the hype going in, LeBron was going to change your franchise. And he did. He changed the he changed basketball. A Zion. But they, he wasn't a sure thing. You, you know, he was battling a weight, and he had a knee injury. And we wondered, he's undersized, and he was going to go in the NBA and change things. Uh, he hasn't yet. Um, who else would be on that list where you go, that guy can't. No, I'm talking the last 20 years. Last 20 years. Yeah, Paul.
3: I looked up Ben Simmons because he was really, really hot going to that draft. There was nobody to question who was number one pick. It was 95% positive about Ben Simmons, but I found a few articles that questioned his, some character questions, some effort questions, and some, definitely some shot questions, shooting ability questions, but not a lot of them.
2: I questioned all of them because he couldn't get his team in the tournament, and I watched him play, and I go, he can't shoot, but he is 6'9", and he could run the floor, and I thought, okay, can he develop a shot? I thought that he was left-handed. Like, I thought that he should be trying to shoot left-handed because he couldn't shoot right-handed. Um, and he, he was going to be the next Magic. Like, we're always waiting for the next Michael. We're also waiting for the next Magic. And in, in fairness to how great Magic was, you know, Penny Hardaway was probably as close to Magic. And then he got injured there. But to get somebody 6'8", six, 6'9", six, running the point, and then Magic developed into a dangerous shooter. But he didn't have a jump shot when he first got into the league, but he didn't really need it. You watch Ben Simmons and you go, how do you not get your team in the tournament, first of all? Second of all, didn't anybody pull you aside and say, hey, you should learn how to shoot? And then there was the attitude, does he really love
4: basketball, that sort of surfaced at LSU. Yes, Eden. If there is any justice in this damn NFL universe, all right, Can Portland please win the number one pick? Well, okay. I had a dream last night. Can we just get Dame a damn player (laughs) and let this dude win some games? It's Just a reward for being loyal. Can we please just make that happen?
2: I had a dream last night that Portland won the lottery. Dude.
4: Yes. Let's go. Yeah. Let's throw it out in the universe. And let's just, uh, what would Aaron Rodgers say? We're uh, manifesting it. Let's manifest this. Dame deserves it. for For being loyal all this time, Dame deserves it. Ten and a half percent. Ten and a half
2: percent for Dame Lillard. You might have had a different dream last night, but I was dreaming of Portland winning the lottery. Todd, did you have that same dream last night? Exact same dream. Yeah. Yes, Mark.
6: Next year, if the Lakers win the NBA title, Trailblazers at Lakers opening night. Let's go. Went Bayama Lillard. Well, no, no, no. Let's wait. Let's <laughs> wait. We're not. I'm manifesting. We no, get, no. We're going into a dark place and we're manifesting. Why are we in a dark place? Because Aaron Rodgers is in a dark place, and he manifested. Yeah,
4: but I don't want to be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but we're just trying to manifest this for Dame, on behalf of Dame. We want to make this happen. Yeah. All
2: right. How about yeah. just
4: some positive thoughts? Yeah, this is all positive oh, energy. I don't have to go into a dark place. Yeah, no, no, not Not like um, metaphorically. Like, he literally went into a dark room for f- four days. Who wants ayahuasca? Raise their hand. I'm oh. in. Shop, <laughs> shop, shop, shop. I'm in. Little
6: carrot cake and ayahuasca. <laughs> let's wow. get weird. Right, let's is get served. You
4: know what? Let me get
2: Shea and Irving in here, and I yeah. think we got a party going.
6: Yeah, he's when, bringing other stuff too.
2: When's it too early to have ayahuasca? You know, we had carrot cake at eight in the morning, ayahuasca at nine thirty. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> I gotta
5: check with the roommate. Uh,
2: what other poll questions do we have there? Possibilities. Todd has a. uh, Do you have a Sports Center tease today? I do. Yeah, I know you do because you sent it to me twice already. I sent it twice by accident? Yeah, yeah. But that'll be a little bit later. I want to tease that so we keep the audience Oh, As opposed to getting it over with now. No, no, I want to tease that. I like that. So so the audience goes, I can't get out of my car. I gotta wait for the Sports Center tease. It's
5: exactly how everyone should react to this.
4: What else do we have, Seaton? Well, you know, we could run down the draft lottery uh, and where you want to see. Oh, the we'll do that in pick. a little go, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll yeah. do that in a little bit. Yeah, we
6: can. Any it out other to the audience, sure too.
4: things where you went into the draft and you go, "That guy's
2: going
6: to be great." Yeah, Marv. What about Anthony Davis coming out? And Charlotte was like one in eighty-one, and they still didn't get the number one pick, and they had to settle for Michael Kidd-Gilchrist.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, another guy who couldn't shoot. At all? Michael Kidgilk gilk I, I don't know about you, but when you go into the NBA, I figure you better be able to shoot a little bit because it is a shooter's league. Everybody is shooting. Everybody thinks they can shoot, and he couldn't shoot. But I think his first game, didn't he have a triple-double? I think his first NBA game, he had a
4: triple-double. I go, all right. All right, kid. Yes, Eaton? We have a listener, David, here through a Greg Oden. He was... He was a pretty hot thing coming out of college. Yeah. The, then the conversation was just him and Kevin Durant. Yeah, no. One or the other. Yeah. And Greg and uh, Kevin Durant was just too thin. Yes. He's too scrawny. Yeah. Never gonna make it at the next level. Also,
2: people love that Greg Oden didn't he break his wrist? Shot but, but, with his but, left hand. But he, sh- yeah. yeah, like yeah, I like that. That's yeah, that's, that's a guy. That's who can the adapt. way we do it. Yeah. He, he could have played in the '60s. That's the way we did. It. Just put some tape on it, rub some dirt on it.
3: Yes, Pauline. I, I know I'm splitting hairs here, but I think there's a difference between surefire number one pick and generational talent, where a town celebrates the draft. And like Patrick Ewing was that guy. Patrick Ewing. I think Shaq was that guy when he came into the league. You know, Iverson was close. I mean, the, the buzz and the ability of him when, when Philadelphia got him, it was a celebration. You know, and then you, I would say Yao Ming in Houston, LeBron in Cleveland, and then maybe like we said, Ben Simmons was very hot but not as hot as Victor Wembayama coming to the draft. I, I've heard no criticisms of this guy. Zero. Yeah.
2: And he's been playing with grown-ups. That's why when Luca came in, Luca had been playing against grown-ups since he was 15, professionally. And Wembayama, who is, what, 18, 19 now, he's been playing against grown-ups. I don't know if uh, the competition is at the level that it was for Luca, who he was playing against. Probably not. But uh, Wembayama has touch, has handle, runs the floor, um, his mom was a basketball player. His mom's dad was a basketball player. I think his father was a track athlete. So it's, it's in his genes. Um, and then you have, you know, Giannis is talking. You know, there's a lot of NBA players co-signing on this, saying, you know, this guy is going to be something special. Yes, Mark?
6: It's probably the last thing since LeBron, because NBA players were talking about him junior year, senior year in high school, and it feels like the same thing with uh, Wimbayamba. Went by Yamaha.
2: We'll work on that. It took okay. us a while to get uh, Giannis' name. I think we first thought it was Giannis, yeah. but uh, you know, we learned how to pronounce that. Like, he became so good, we had to learn how to pronounce it. I yeah, made the all-star team. Yeah, like, uh, okay, now it's a good, good This guy. Yeah. Right, just Greek freak. Let me take a break. We're just getting started. we get to some phone calls coming up, and uh, we'll check in with the Lakers as they get ready. Uh, the controversy with Aaron Judge is home run last night. Something or nothing. Take a break. Back after this. Next-gen healthcare, healthcare solutions provider, suffered a data breach. And uh, personal information of over 1 million individuals was exposed. Hackers had access to this from March 29th to April 14th of this year. So full names and addresses and birth dates and social security numbers. If exploited, cyber criminals can use that information to commit identity theft. I keep bringing up these stories because they happen every single day. The common denominator is get LifeLock. They detect and alert you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own. You just want to be able to sleep at night. You don't worry about this. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But it is easy to protect yourself with LifeLock. It's identity theft protection, and it starts right here. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Use the promo code PATRICK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or go to lifelock.com. Use the promo code PATRICK for 25% off. When it comes to the NBA draft lottery, I think Zion was universally loved. There were flaws in his game, Uh, but I think it was more of that he was famous, he was marketable. Social media, and when you're thinking about the players who have benefited from social media, Zion is up there as one of the first. You know, LeBron had very little criticism, he was a pass first guy. Uh, People did wonder about the range on his jump shot, that he didn't have a good look. He still doesn't have a good looking jump shot, but he was a man amongst boys. Um, I'm trying to think who else kind of fits into that category where you go, man, I don't have many questions. And Victor Wambayama is one of those players it feels like. Tim Duncan was there. He spent four years in college. And back then, it wasn't a negative to spend four years in college. Now, if you do that, it's like, what's wrong with him? But Tim Duncan had all the elements. I mean, when your nickname is the big fundamental, I mean, doesn't really bring excitement. But he has, you know, one of the 10 best careers in NBA history. Maybe that'd be a nice landing spot for Victor Wambayama. Now, I don't know his personality. Does he want to go big market? Does he care? He doesn't have a choice. But do you want to go to Detroit? Do you want to go to Houston? Uh, Charlotte, where does the NBA want him to go? If I was going to place him, let's see, where would I place him? Uh, Detroit, Houston, San Antonio, Charlotte, Portland, Orlando, Indiana, Washington, Utah. I was going to place him. Um, hmm. maybe the Dallas Mavericks that, you know, you put him with Luka. Could we, could we find out that we have the five best players in basketball are not from the United States? If Victor Wambayama is that kind of generational talent, so you have Jokic, you have Giannis, you have Embiid, you have Luka, Victor Wambayama. Is there anybody in that category now? I mean LeBron can be, but LeBron is not a maybe a top five, top four talent now. But you know, think about that. These players, how they're brought up, and and they're also brought you know, Tatum is in that conversation, I would think, but they're brought up differently in how they play. Because if you're a big guy, you're taught how to handle, you're you're taught how to you're not treated as a big guy, the traditional big guy. Now that's changed. That's changed in the NBA because now you have these bigger players who would be big men. Uh, they all want to handle the ball. They want to shoot. So they're they're working on those skills earlier, and that's what happens with a lot of these players who were born outside the United States. Shea Gilgis Alexander's from Canada. Canada's had a nice influx, and it feels like. Do you go back to, you know, Vince Carter in Toronto, or Damon Stoudemire? I don't think you know the Vancouver Grizzlies would uh, have factored in. Steve Nash, I don't know if there was any trickle down with that. Yes, Marv?
6: I think you had it right when you said Vince Carter. Yeah. I think it's Vince Carter, period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a documentary called The Carter Effect on Vince Carter's uh, influence yeah. on basketball in Canada. Okay. Like it's Oh, it's Vince Carter. Yeah. All right. Back to you.
2: All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, DP at... Danpatrick.com. Go through the uh the last number one picks overall. Can we go through those just to see if anybody else stands out? Yes, Marv. All
6: right, we got Paulo, Ben, uh Cade Cunningham.
2: Anthony- those are those are good players. They're not generational players.
6: Uh before that, Anthony Edwards in 2020, uh Zion, DeAndre Ayton. Mm. Markel Fultz, hey. mm. Ben Simmons, mm. Carl Anthony Towns.
2: All good players, not gener- well, not all good players, but there, nobody's a generational talent there. Anybody else in there? He-
6: ben Simmons, Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, Anthony Bennett. No, no. Anthony but- Davis, Kyrie. I-,
2: I had concerns about Davis. He didn't score in the national title mm-hmm. game, but he... Do you remember when I came in and I said, this guy, maybe it was his rookie year. And I said, he's going to be the rookie of the year. I forget when it was, it was early, but I watched him and then I watched him one more night and I go, oh my God, it's almost like Patrick Ewing came into the NBA. Mm -hmm. We didn't know that he could shoot like that because he was not kind of, it felt like John Thompson wanted him to be the traditional big man. So he wasn't. Pushed to the perimeter where he was going to take those jump shots. He gets into the NBA and he was more of an offensive weapon than defensive weapon. But I remember Anthony Davis, and I remember talking to Chris Mannix about it. And I go, "This guy's unstoppable. He's going to be. He's going to be great." But I didn't see that when he was at Kentucky. I mean, you'd see glimpses, and sometimes you don't stand out because everybody stands out at Kentucky. But I think he was what zero for ten in the national title game, and I thought, okay. He can play defense. I don't know how good he is offensively. But I always love to watch a big man shoot free throws, as weird as that sounds, because then you're going to show me your form and your touch. And you see something, you know, Anthony Davis, great form. Uh, Joe Bell Embiid. Like having a big man who can shoot free throws, having nice touch, that's something that stands out. Yes, Paul?
3: I really think you have to go back to 03 and 02, LeBron James and Yao Ming, where they, they themselves dwarfed the rest of the draft. Where it was who got them, and then it's an afterthought. That's what tonight feels like with the draft lottery. No one in the country can name who doesn't know sports really well who's gonna be two, three, and four. Yao Ming had a year of coverage to himself. LeBron James had a year and a half. Where it's like, and Victor Wembanya has been. We've been talking about him on this show for over a year.
2: Well, I think I think Scoot is pretty good. Scoot Henderson, right? Uh, he's been playing in the G League, and and he is considered, and he might be an Anthony Edwards type player, talent. Uh, and he's going to play right away. But, you know, when, when it's almost like you have that guy and you go, God, he can do all of those things. And it's usually it's a big guy where you go, gosh, did you see he can go inside, outside, handle, pass, all of those things. And Wembayama appears to be that kind of talent there. Who else? Uh, Pelicans at Z, they got a half a percent. Toronto's got 1%. Oklahoma City, 1.7%. Um I, I guess if I was going to place him, I'd place him in Dallas because of the star power that you would have there and the possibility, and that would be that would be fun. Um, Portland, you keep Dame in town, he would certainly be like, okay, all right. Or do they go, yeah, we got Victor Wambayama, we're going to trade Dame and we're going to build about, <laughs> around Victor Wambayama. I mean, it, that's not crazy to think that way. Because Victor Wambayama might be a couple of years away, and Dame is 32, but I, I, I just don't see Dame finishing his career in Portland. Yeah, Paul. I'm
3: going to throw out the Orlando Magic. That's an in, kind of somewhat of an international city, a lot of tourism, a lot of travelers. If he played in Orlando, they got Bancaro. They've had some good draft picks over the past couple of years that could support him. Mm-hmm. I would say that Orlando would be the place I would place him for the most exposure. Yeah, but I don't know... If- when when Shaq and Penny were there, they were cool. Yeah. And now you need to win first to be cool. Yeah. But you got Bancaro, all all the other guys that they drafted uh in the past couple of years, I think you got something. And they're international city. Because of the tourism.
2: Yeah. But I mean you got Suggs and Wagner.
3: Okay. International.
4: Yeah. Yeah, yeah see. Orlando seems to be the place though where Good draft picks go to waste the first four years of their career and then eventually get traded or leave to a good team.
3: That's actually the full name of the franchise. I think
4: the Orlando Magic where you go to waste the first four years of
2: your career. Essentially
4: where it's like, "Eh, okay, finally somebody else is going to pick me up. Yeah. Get out of here. Well, Shaq, Dwight Howard. uh, I mean, essentially everybody. uh,
2: Tracy McGrady. Yeah. Uh, Mark in
7: Detroit. Hi, Mark. What's on your mind? Dan, pleasure. Huge fan. Um, you know, before I get to the why uh, Victor is a perfect fit for the Pistons, I would like to say uh, screw Portland. They passed on Jordan, and they passed on KD, so why, do, why should they get another shot at a generational?
2: Well, they can't screw this one up, though, Mark.
7: They'll probably take Scoot Henderson and, and, and try to.
2: <laughs>
7: but uh, Detroit is the perfect fit, man. We have the best young back. Uh, potential backcourt in the league. Uh, God willing, Kate uh, stays healthy, which he should after the shin surgery that he's needed since high school. Uh, Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran, 19 years old, already a beast at center. Yeah, uh, We have a chance to either bring it in, Villan, the Dylan, or Draymond to round out the top five with Victor. Uh, this this could be a Detroit dynasty tonight if, if the ping-pong ball
2: goes our way. <laughs> All right, thank you, Mark. Good luck with the dynasty. Uh, yeah, yes,
6: Marv. <laughs> relax with <laughs> no. the dynasty. No, you can't cult? relax. Easy, um, easy. But you know what? If you get Victor, you're thinking, all right, we're about a couple titles to whatever city he goes to. Yeah, yeah dynasty. Yeah. R-
3: relax. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. You can start calling him Detroit again, Dan. Mm. The French DeToit. Uh, there you go. Yeah. You got the delivery?
2: Yeah, Paulie was saying, "You know what? It'd be uh, great if Lumbyama, who is French, went to the French Quarter, went to the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. A half a percent. A plus Dan joke. A half, pin. and I love dad jokes. Yeah. Yes, yes, Tom.
5: What about marketing-wise? If he went to the Wizards, you Uh-oh. could have him standing Here, okay. next to the Washington <laughs> Monument and the Lincoln. You can have him with all these famous large well, you, statues.
2: You have you have Porzingis.
5: Well, they.
2: I don't think they did that, did they?
5: And he turns out he's not good enough to uh, get that kind oh, of honor. Oh, okay. You start off fresh and uh, have him just these cool pictures mm. of him next to all these giant things mm. all over the uh, D.C. area mm. landmarks.
2: Okay, a little marketing he's the,
5: there. He's the newest landmark. Okay.
2: All right, all right. Thank you. You're welcome. are right. Uh, What's the poll question we're going with today, Seton?
4: Dad, we did the uh, cringy who is him. Oh, oh ooh. Uh, <laughs> in the Nug- Nuggets Lakers series. Thank you. Early voting right now, Joker <laughs> is at uh, 65%. He's running away with it. Uh, DraftKings has odds on him to average a triple-double. is 130.
2: The uh, Nuggets are uh, favorites to win the series. Let's see. How about this? Any player to break Michael Jordan's single-game conference finals scoring record, which is 54 points, plus 3,000. This is the one that I would probably bet on. Joker and LeBron to combine for at least 20 assists in game one, plus 425.
3: That's a a niche bet. I like that.
2: It sounds like somebody gets 12 and somebody gets 9 and I'm a winner. If I only gambled. Uh, These prop bits are all, they're very fun. Uh, Odds to win the Stanley Cup. Anybody want to guess who is the favorite now, the final 14 to win? By the way, Paulie goes, I got a hockey question, but I don't want to get yelled at if I bring up the question. And I said, this is a safe place. <laughs> no, 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 no.
3: <laughs> this is a safe place. I'm admittedly a casual hockey fan. I love the playoffs. I watch a sport. I never play the sport, shockingly. But I have a hockey question that seems as rudimentary as it gets. Okay. Okay, you ready? Or should I save it? Because um, I need a hockey person to answer it for me. Maybe I could throw out there and they could answer it. Oh. Okay, so you know shift changes in hockey. They mm-hmm. happen in about 45 seconds. There's a shift change. They do it when they clear the puck, when there's opportunities. Yeah. They rarely show – they, they do the shift changes. You see the guys coming in and out of the ice, off the ice. Mm-hmm. How do they happen from the bench? How are they signaled in? I think they – don't they uh, hit their sticks? Okay, so I, that would be interesting. I would like to know, does, a, does an assistant coach signal the, lift, uh, the shift changes? Sometimes there's a shift change and someone stays out. Like Sometimes Ovechkin will stay, and he'll do a longer shift. How does that play out in real time? Is it a signal? Is it um, – the guys start coming. Are they signaled? The guys on the ice. How do they find out? Because sometimes they're skating full tilt, and a, sh- a shift change is announced. Is it verbal? Is there a signal? Is there a rhythm that we don't even know about? They just know, hey, at forty-five seconds, look to the bench because we're coming. Which is it? I'd like to know how that's done. Hmm. Okay. Because you, it's never. It's such a basic element of hockey. And if you never played hockey, you would have no idea. But it's never explained in a broadcast because it's the most basic element of it. Hmm. Okay. Anyone have a, a guess?
2: I think you would bang the sticks like that would uh, signal that... Uh, signal the
4: guys on
3: the ice. Yeah. We're coming
4: in. Well, you can't yell on the ice. Shift change. Yeah. And then what? You just fire the puck around the... Yeah. And over. And then you get over to yeah,
2: the... Clear to the, yeah, the puck. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. But sometimes not all the guys swap out.
2: Well, I would think that you would know... And, and you probably have a, an internal clock that's like, okay, I know that I'm out here for X number of seconds or minutes. And then
4: you know that you're going to be, you know, substituted. Yes. And just for just a quick sidebar. Okay. For everybody who emails and messages us on social media, being oh. like, hello, Stanley Cup, <laughs> why aren't you guys talking about it? This is essentially why. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Okay. Uh, okay. Stanley Cup it's happening. You guys don't even mention it. Well, okay. So what do you want us to yeah. read the scores? Yeah. Yeah. There. I got my Kraken
2: sweatshirt on. We're all in.
3: They almost had two goals in the late, last
2: eighteen seconds. Yeah. Well they only had one. I would like an explanation. Yes, Todd.
5: Why does a fight have to stop just because one of them fell to the ground? No, no, no.
2: Let's let's stay okay. with one question here. Okay. And is this a safe place? Is it okay, what's worse though?
4: Hockey fans or soccer fans? Kind of interchangeable <laughs> to some degree. Yeah. Like if hey. you say, well, that was offsides. It's offside. <laughs> <laughs> Stanley Cup finals. It's Stanley Cup final.
2: final. Yeah. Yes, Paul.
3: Hockey fans aren't bad. Soccer fans are often correcting you whilst wearing a scarf around their neck, and the mm. scarf makes a little punchable, mm. lightly punchable. Yeah, but you have the hooligans.
2: Sure. Well, yeah. I don't want that. Better be careful. Those lads. Yes. Get after it. <laughs> yes. No fan- shirt on. Yeah. Screaming is yeah. the best. Yep, yep, yep. You can usually pick them out too. It's not hard to. You know, can you find the hooligan? Uh, yeah, that guy right there. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. yeah, that guy with blood coming down uh, from yeah. his uh, eye, screaming. That guy.
4: Yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, we'll get. Uh, you know, hockey fans to help us out. Maybe, I, maybe I, a tutorial. I do like that sometimes when you watch some of these, uh, like soccer documentaries or whatever that they have, and they go into like the town with the lads and the hooligans or whatever, mm-hmm. and some of them are like, well. I really just go to the games because I like to drink and fight. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to the match for the, the match. Yeah, the result is whatever. I, I just like to uh, cause
2: trouble. What was the What was the Manchester book? That Was it called Hooligans?
3: Do you remember seeing... The book or the movie? There was a book. There was a movie called Green Street Hooligans. No, no,
2: it's not that. It's a book. And I remember reading it. I Among the Thugs? It it had to do with Manchester United. There, There's a... Man, I'm not... Sh-
4: but I remember it, it was all about them going into you know different towns. There's a really good book, a really famous book that came out in the 90s, I think, called Among the Thugs that really gets into like sort of hooligan culture. Uh, maybe that's on like a street was, level. Yeah. yeah. I remember reading and it. it's like, damn, I just don't remember if it focused on one. I okay. don't know if
2: it focused and, and maybe I'm not being fair to Manchester United, but uh, it felt like for some reason somebody was wearing red. How about we take a break? Got our play of the day coming up, and there's going to be a lot of people who are going to help Paulie. This is going to be a hockey tutorial, and we're all going to learn something today.
3: Okay, Chris Chelios would help. Yeah, just throwing out old names that I was. Chelios was
2: Chelios forty eight when he stopped playing hockey.
3: Yeah, he was one of the oldest. Yager may have been the oldest. No, no, no. Gordy Howell was. Oh, I mean, recent, yeah, recent. yeah, yeah. Okay, Chelios was
2: forty. Yager might still be playing, by the way. Somewhere. Great flow. Uh, Let's take a break. Play the day up next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app.
1: Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball.
5: Check this out.
1: Deep drive, center field. There it goes. See ya. A monster shot. Oh, the batter's eye. A solo home run for Judge. And the Yankees lead 7-0.
6: Courtesy
2: of Yes Network, Michael K. on the call. That's 30 multi-home run games for Aaron Judge in his career. Only Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, Lou Gehrig, and Joe DiMaggio have more. That's your play of the day. Play of the day is brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security. With Simply Safe, enjoy peace of mind, knowing your home is protected. Customize the perfect system, takes just a couple of minutes. Dan.com, No safe like Simply Safe. Now, that was the Yankee call. There was a call on uh, Sportsnet TV, the Blue Jays announcers, and uh, it sounded like this. All right Buck. so you and I looked at each other at the same moment right when we saw this yeah. three pitches ago Watch what he's looking at. Yeah.
7: What is that? Where's he looking? Where's he looking? And he did and it he more than out? once. Yeah, yeah. it's really really unusual But you and I both looked at each other when we yeah. saw that. Like, right. did you please? see
5: what I saw? Yeah.
7: And
2: You don't want to go, you know, throwing allegations around without knowing, but nah he pummeled it. He
7: hit it a country mile for his second home run of the night.
2: Dan Shulman, Buck Martinez, the Blue Jays announcers. Aaron Judge is in the batter's box. And he looks over, gives a side eye to the Yankee dugout. Now, after the game, he had this to say as to why he was looking over to the dugout with a side eye before he ended up hitting that monstrous home run
7: a lot of chirping from our our dugout which
2: I really didn't like in the situation where it's a 6-nothing game and I know Booney got tossed like
3: I was trying to save Booney by calling time out like hey hold up here let me work here so I was kind of trying to see who was who was chirping in the dugout so it's 6-nothing like let's
0: Booney got tossed let's, let's go to work now
2: Yeah Aaron Boone had gotten tossed earlier and judge said the reason why he was given a side eye to the dugout because his teammates were chirping now, you're up 6 nothing. I'm not sure what you're chirping about. You're Aaron Judge. Shouldn't you be able to step out of the box? If it bothers you that much, step out of the box and signal to your dugout.
4: Like, guys, shut up. I'm trying to concentrate here. Yes. Seaton. Were all of the Yankees hitters looking into the dugout, or was it just Aaron Judge? I don't know. The only video me, I saw was Aaron Judge. Right, if, it, if it's just him, then nothing to see here. If it was all of them then... But the Blue Jays' announcer said it happened in another at-bat.
2: So those were two at-bats that he was looking in. Were they chirping in the other at-bat? And they brought it up on air. Dan Shulman's a Hall of Fame uh, play-by-play guy, and Buck Martinez is a former catcher. Feels like something was there, but I don't know if the other Yankees did it, if they did it for the other Yankee players, but if you looked into the dugout on two different occasions... Then this isn't
4: about chirping. Yes, he. But then if you were, say, stealing signals, right, or mm-hmm. if the pitcher is tipping their pitches, yes. only do it for Aaron, nobody else. No, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Then why wouldn't everybody get the call?
2: But if your excuse was they were chirping, yeah. what about the other previous hit bat? <laughs> were they chirping there? And if they chirped there, then you tell them, guys, stop chirping when I'm at the plate, and then they wouldn't have done that the second time around. Something... Or
5: nothing. Todd? I think something. Is that the body language of someone that's just annoyed by chirping? You're taking this quick peek? just That's that's your dirty look to your teammates saying, hey, I'm trying to bat here?
4: Yeah. Something or nothing, Seton? Uh, I'm going to say nothing until I see other people doing it. All right.
3: Marvin? Nothing. Hmm, okay. Sounds like a Yankee apologist there. Paulie? I'm leaning towards something because Shulman brought it up, not just had it in his back pocket. Aaron Judge had five at bats. He had two homers and three walks. He was spotless in the game. The other thing was that what made the clip worse is that right after they almost don't accuse him of stealing signals, he parks one five hundred feet. Yeah. And like he, the timing of the clip is just perfect for the internet. He had one of the
2: longest home runs ever hit in that building.
3: It's like he knew what was coming, Dan. Oh <laughs>
2: it's back true. to you, Jimmy. He was sitting on a pitch. Thank you, Paul. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that story.
5: Yes, Tom? Why can't you just bang on garbage cans like everyone else does? I don't Um <laughs> uh,
2: Mike in Florida here to answer Paulie's question about how do you know when it's time to get off the ice? A shift change.
7: Hey, Mike. Hey, hey Dan. Uh, called in before. Usually I call in when you always have these hockey questions. I played. Uh, I'm originally from Canada played hockey all my life, played collegiate hockey, so I feel I'm comfortable in discussing it. But uh, what happens is if you've got assist- in the NHL, you've got assistant coaches on the bench. And one assistant coach will handle the defense, and then the other will handle the forwards. And the head coach kind of tells them who's going next, and they'll just tap them on the back. And usually when you get ready to go, you'll stand up. In other words, if the guys are on the ice for longer than 30, 45 seconds, the guy, they'll look over to the bench, and there'll be guys standing up, and that kind of gives you the signal that it's time to get off.
2: Is there a signal?
7: Uh, the coach taps you on the back. Like
2: No, the guy's on point. the ice. The guy's on the ice. Everybody's just kind of – so there's no verbal, there's no audible signal.
7: Usually the verbal will come if somebody has been on the ice way too long and they're calling to get him off because he could be exhausted and he's out of position. All right. But what, what happens is it's, it's, it's quite organized in the sense that you know you're going out next, so you'll possibly be standing up, waiting for the other guys to come off the ice. So that's kind of a nonverbal signal. But you have four lines of forwards and usually three to four sets of defensemen, and the coach will specify who's going out next. Like
2: Mike, got to go. Thanks. It took longer than a shift. I mean, it should have been 45 <laughs> seconds or less there, Mike.